Ask for a favor. Uh huh. Can I hear you say, come on? Kawaii. Come on. Kawaii. Come on. Kawaii. No. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Listen, I love Drew Brown from Pittsburgh. Come on. But his friends are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not ramping down. We're just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Thank you. God bless. And come on. Monday night's game in Cincinnati between the Steelers and Bengals came to an end with the Bengals winning 27-17. Something happened for the third time in NFL history. The Steelers, 11-3 after the loss, became the third team to start 11-0 and drop their next three games. The other two to do it, the 1969 Rams and the 2009 Saints. The latter, if you want to be glass half full, went on to win the Super Bowl, but it appears that for you glass half empty people, that may be a far cry for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they failed to clinch the AFC North division title on Monday Night Football and falling to the previously 2-10-1 Cincinnati Bengals. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Come On Network podcast. Our latest Steelers reaction, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your respective podcast pages. You can find us on any device that gets internet or wherever you get and consume your podcasts, be that Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or another. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network, C-O-M-O-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K on Twitter and Instagram, on the web as well at comeon.network. There you can find blog stories, features, columns, hot takes, the podcast episodes. You can learn more about our team. And you can shop our merch collection. That's at comeon.network backslash store. Uh, may sound a little bit different. Uh, we were in Cincinnati, a few of us, and we'll be on the podcast reaction show with you here. Uh, so we are recording this on the car ride home in the middle of I-70. So if you hear some trucks or if you hear some bumps or some air, that is just because this is going to be a little bit different and then your typical reaction episodes, Kyle Dawson, Donnie Chedrick, and we're joined by Sean Saputo, a uh, friend of the show and Waynesburg University alum, now working uh, down at Texas A&M uh, International down in, uh, by the Mexico and, and Texas border down there in the south, and he's back home for the holidays, so happy to have him along for the ride on Steelers' reaction as well. Uh, guys, this was... An ugly, ugly loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers, one that saw the Bengals score the first 17 points of the game, and then the Steelers tried to give it a little bit of comeback in the second half, but all goes for not 27-17 the final, and we'll start with our kind of our general thoughts section. Yeah, I'm going to hold my tongue just for the sake that my parents listen to pretty much every episode of this. Uh, that was one of the worst Steelers losses I've ever experienced. I know that's saying a lot because even with the, the ups that this team has given us for the 25-plus years of our lives. Uh, there have been plenty of downs to go with it. But a, a team that's 11-2 going into tonight, playing a team that was, what, 2-10-1, uh, a 14.5-point favorite, and it, was, it wasn't as close as what the score was. The Steelers only lost by 10 points, and it should have been more. 
Overall, I just think uh, after tonight, you really started to see a deteriorated team. Uh, that's my general thought taken away from this loss tonight. It's just uh, too many missing pieces, too many very important pieces missing in a lot of different places right now. And this is a team that uh, going down the stretch run of the regular season and as the playoffs start in just a couple weeks, the last thing you want to do is be unhealthy, and that's where they stand right now. And uh, you don't really see just how important those pieces are until uh, a loss like tonight happens. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good point, Sean. And in the defense for the Steelers without a uh, bunch of middle linebackers, Derek Watt on the special team side of things goes down early in the game. Marcus Allen had a stinger during the game. They lost him for a series or two, but uh, this defense, the injuries may be starting to catch up with this defense, and we talked a little bit about that on our preview episode, uh, not only with Jeff Hathorne in advance of this Cincinnati Bengals game, but even on the last reaction show, the defense is starting to have the injuries catch up to it. I mean, you're without Devin Bush, you're without Bud Dupree, you're without Robert Spillane. Uh, You're without other guys on that defensive front. Vince Williams being a big run stopper and a key cog into getting TFLs for this defense. I thought that the defense played pretty well tonight in general. Uh, They were faced with two short fields after three first-half turnovers by the Steelers. And uh, when you turn the ball over three times in the first half and afford your defense having to pin the other team uh, away from scoring within 20, 25, 30 yards of the end zone, good luck with that. I don't think you can peg too much of the first half on the defense. I think the defense had its only really bad drive of the game. Uh, when the Steelers had made it 17-10, to 10, and uh, a couple drives later, the Cincinnati Bengals would find their way into the end zone with Ryan Finley scoring a 23-yard touchdown run and a play he could have essentially walked into the end zone on. But uh, your general thought on this game, I think, if you're a Steelers fan, is this was really ugly. And I, I thought, to Donnie's point, uh, I was way more... Uh, way more pissed off and mad about this game as we were walking out of the stadium in Cincinnati tonight. Uh, we we kind of purposely allowed ourselves to, to cool down a little bit in the car before we started to record this podcast, but um, really, really not a good game for the Pittsburgh Steelers today. In the first half especially, what was pretty abysmal for this team, and, and one of the worst halves of football, I think, from especially from an offensive perspective, that not only have the Steelers played this year in 2020, but for my money that have played in maybe the last decade offensively in the first half, just abysmal uh, three turnovers, including a botched snap uh, with Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if it was a handoff or the snap, but with that, and then Juju Smith-Schuster fumbling uh, near midfield, conveniently on the logo that he uh, had the opportunity to dance on again for, for the teenagers on TikTok before the game uh, but then the Ben Roethlisberger interception didn't help causes as well and frankly Ben Roethlisberger should have been picked off a second time in this game but uh, let's jump over guys to our our biggest takeaway or if we have takeaways from this contest Uh, my biggest takeaway is that the Steelers after going 11-0 to start the year are not going to win the AFC North Uh, I want to congratulate the Cleveland Browns on their first ever AFC North title And I'm not normally one to concede or give up on a Steelers season, not even in an individual game. But that is how little confidence I have of the Steelers winning the next two games. The Browns have the New York Jets, who are red hot, by the way, so look out for that. (laughs) Uh, They have the Jets, and then they have the Steelers. The Steelers have the Indianapolis Colts, who are a a pretty solid team that's in in a playoff spot right now. 
Uh, I don't have confidence in them beating a, a good Colts, Colts team. And then if it comes down to week 17, I think every Steeler fan going into that game is going to be sweating like a whore in church because I don't, I don't have any, any hope that the Steelers can win week 17 in the dog pound with the division on the line with the way they've been playing. I, I just, I'm going to go off Donnie real quick, and I'm in complete agreement right now. If this team continues down the way it is right now, uh, again, congratulations to the Cleveland Browns because you're going to go home and be uh, AFC North champions. But uh, what I want to touch on is the sheer fact that there needs to be a serious adjustment on the offensive side for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't know if it has to be personnel in terms of who is playing. I don't know if it needs to be personnel as in who is calling the plays. But a major adjustment need is needed on the offensive side of the football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The first half of tonight's game was an absolute atrocity and complete embarrassment and nowhere anywhere close to what we've ever seen in a first half of football for the from the Pittsburgh Steelers in our lifetime. It was a joke and it, it was honestly for lack of better terms a crock of shit. And if I don't know if we need to plug and play some different pieces on that side of the football or uh, if Coach Randy finally needs to kick the bucket here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I sent out a tweet and, and my biggest takeaway from this game is surrounding the offense as well. I just thought in term, it might not be really much of a takeaway, but I've already kind of pointed to it, but the offense just was, a, a, to steal a, a word Sean used, was an atrocity in the first half. I, I sent out a tweet and during the first half or at halftime, it might have been right as it went to halftime, that if Coach Randy Feetner leaves or has a job tomorrow, and that being today as you're listening to this podcast, the Steelers should just concede their playoff berth and not even bother going and playing in the postseason the way that things are going right now because this offense has been absolute horrible, uh, absolutely horrible for the better part of the last month. You go all the way back to the game against Baltimore against a depleted team, still trying to stick to that, and, and here we go again, guys, with – this bullshit about having the need to throw short passes. I saw it again from our favorite Pittsburgh media member in terms of the run game and the short passing game today. One in the third of Juju because he said Ben won't throw the ball downfield and he missed a guy downfield, but Juju fumbled the ball when he got thrown the short pass in the slot and it doesn't really matter now in terms of talking about it late in the game in the playoffs and the AFC divisional round of the championship game maybe against the Kansas City Chiefs or whoever have you, uh, worrying about throwing the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster because Juju Smith-Schuster won't be playing in the AFC Championship game or the divisional round if things don't shape up on the offensive side of the ball. It, it has just been embarrassing going back to the Baltimore game. Uh, not good enough. Ben Roethlisberger was horrible in the first half today, missing on throws that he should be making 10 times out of 10 or at least nine times out of ten uh he had like I said he had another ball that late in the game I think it Chase Claypool was the intended target that he should have been picked off on and wasn't intercepted and even his last throw of the game uh trying to get it on the fourth down play to convert and keep the drive alive for the Steelers was overthrown over the head of his intended receiver and and just wasn't a very good pass and I don't think Ben Roethlisberger's 62.4 rating today according to ESPN's box score really does his night justice it just wasn't good enough 
Uh, one touchdown, one interception. The ball and, and the drive that he had with the Deontay Johnson touchdown was a great drive. And I thought Deontay had a nice bounce back game. And even Benny Snell pretty much outperformed any expectation that I had for him going into the game. And I think most of us had for the run game going into the game. I think Snell ended up with 18 for 84 yards. And that's not too bad from Benny Snell in this run game. I don't know if that's a fluke against the uh, or one of the worst running defenses in the NFL in Cincinnati or if that just is a product of uh, the Steelers kind of getting the run game going a little bit. But the offense was just not good enough tonight. And from a takeaways perspective, that means if the offense doesn't shape up, they're not beating the Indianapolis Colts next week. And they're not beating the Cleveland Browns in Week 17, which leads to Donnie's takeaway, and that this team will not be crowned AFC North champions by the time all is said and done. So as long as the Jets don't find a way to make a winning streak out of this and beat the Cleveland Browns next week, like Donnie said, the Jets have won a game now, so they're red hot. But we'll have to see what happens with Adam Gase's bunch as they try to still tank for Trevor Lawrence, even though they've massively screwed that up at this point as well. Uh, let's jump over to our turning point or play of the game, and I think this could be a bunch of other things. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, the Juju fumble, uh, the, the pass across the middle. He got absolutely rocked. Um, and, you, know, you can say what you want about the motivation that NFL teams have going into a game, but I think Juju finally got kind of what he deserved. And I know it's, it's, it's going to be hard. That's going to be a hard pill to swallow for Steeler fans, but whenever you go out and act like a complete douchebag and dance all over a team's logo, don't tell me that doesn't get the other team a little bit jacked up to maybe lay an extra uh, an extra lick on a guy. And Juju got his lick tonight. He fumbled the football and gave the Bengals a short field and put them up by two possessions. And I think that really made Cincinnati feel like they had a chance to win this football game and they ended up doing it. I'm going to take a little bit more of a positive stance on this, but it's going to lead to a negative comment that a lot of people might not like that comes from me. But uh, I would say for my personal play of the game for the Steel- for the Steelers would have been uh, Ben's touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson on the deep ball, uh, simply because with the way this offensive scheme looks and the way it has looked all season and most specifically the last few weeks, it's nothing more than quick throws, dink dunk, screen pass, uh, to the running back, wide receiver screen, bubble screen, slant, dig, cross, everything within five to ten yards. So it, it was kind of a bright light to see that Ben Roethlisberger can still throw a football more than 20 yards. However, uh, my negative comment that's going to come with that is uh, if the offense has been catered to those short passes because Ben can't throw the football that deep that often anymore, uh, cherish that touchdown pass tonight because if he can't do it, uh, it's time to hang it up. Yeah, I don't know that I'm quite ready, and I think Joe put this in his post-game commentary that's up on our, our website at comeon.network right now, uh, and you can go check that out once you're done listening to the podcast here. But I, I don't think like him, I'm not quite ready to jump on the bandwagon or the train, the, the, the Ben is done train quite yet. Um, I, I still think he might be dealing with a little bit of an injury. There might not be a big one, but it also could just be wear and tear of playing in his, what, 18th NFL season at this point, 17th season, whatever it is, for Ben Roethlisberger. 
and a 38-year-old quarterback coming off major arm surgery, not having really had a full week of rest in a bye week in sorts since week four of the season. And we're sitting here post-week 15 on Steelers' reaction and trying to diagnose what happened tonight against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that's uh, one of the biggest things with Ben. But in terms of a turning point, I'm with Donnie pretty much entirely. Uh, The Juju fumble bottom line I don't care what you think about his dance I don't care what you think about Juju as a player he made a mistake today and that's not the first time that Juju has fumbled a ball and I think a key situation when the Steelers needed to kind of go on a drive there a little bit and maybe put some points on the board just to get themselves right in that first half I thought that spelled doom for the rest of the half the Bengals took it down, made it 10 nothing, and then a few drives later would make it 17 nothing after Ben Roethlisberger's interception. So I know there are guys, including Paul Zeiss from 93.7 The Fan, who were tweeting about the juju fumble in terms of what it meant to the game, and I'm entirely on board with Paul's comments that you can find. I believe his handle is at Paul Zeiss. Uh, on Twitter, but you, you can check out his thoughts on that. And I'm sure that all the other fan hosts, as well as other media members in Pittsburgh, were talking about it as well. Uh, so make sure to go back and, and look on Twitter because I really just don't have much else to say about that fumble. I just thought that was the turning point of the game. That's when I kind of sat back in my seat and said, you know what, if this doesn't right the ship quickly, they might be screwed tonight. Uh, because the Bengals don't look like they're backing down from competition tonight. And they frankly looked like the team that was going to clinch an AFC North Division title with a win today. Obviously, the Steelers failed to do that. And I, I don't think, guys, there are a lot of options for player of the game from either side, but we'll, we'll jump over to that now. Um, I'm going to go with Giovanni Bernard. Uh, he had, I think, around 100 total yards. Uh, he had a, a touchdown receiving and a touchdown rushing. Uh, in a game like that, not much more you can ask for. He's he's not the, the starting running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's sort of just been a third down back most of his career with Cincinnati. But he had a nice game tonight, and it led to a victory over an 11-2 and 11 and two football team going in. Uh, personally, I'm going to give it to the Cincinnati offensive line as a collective group. Uh, it's been a unit that over the past few years has really just been terrible. And tonight, they gave up a couple sacks, a couple TFLs throughout the night. But as a unit, they were they worked together in allowing Giovanni Bernard to have success on the ground, created gaps for him, and also uh, for Ryan Finley. It just his ability in, in the play calling with the quarterback options. Uh, uh, it looked like something that they really put a lot of work in this week, and the offensive line was able to grasp the concept uh, of the offense this week. So I'm giving it to that unit as a whole because they they played a pivotal role in that uh, long drive that really sealed this one. Yeah, I think I'm on board near the offensive line. I'm with Ryan Finley in terms of being the player of the game in this one. And it's not really because I thought Ryan Finley was overly impressive. I mean, he only had 80-something yards through the air, uh, didn't have a great night passing the football. But bottom line, here's here's a guy who didn't turn the football over tonight. And I thought that was a key for the Steelers going in. I thought they needed to exploit uh, Ryan Finley's deficits and Ryan Finley's weaknesses and try to turn him over a couple of times, maybe create a couple of fumbles from receivers or from Gio Bernard or whoever was running the football for this Bengals team. But I thought Ryan Finley managed the game pretty well. And I don't typically like to use the the game manager term with a quarterback in the NFL, but it felt like that was what Finley was doing today. Only, again, threw for like 80-some yards, 
uh, rushed for another close to 50, had two touchdowns, the one through the air to Bernard and the one on the ground, the 23-yarder that made it 24-10 at the time before the Steelers would cut it to seven and, and the Bengals obviously ended up adding the field goal late in the final minute. But uh, give me Ryan Finley for player of the game and that's a guy who hadn't thrown for more than 40 yards in his three games uh, collector, not collectively, but individually this season, and he finally gets over that barometer, uh, but can't quite get over 100 yards. So it was a good day for the Steelers' defense uh, for all intents and purposes. I just thought, again, Finley made plays when he needed to for this Bengals offense, and the Bengals find their way to their third win, uh, which you should be not surprised that the Bengals fans on the way out of Paul Brown Stadium were enjoying the win very much uh, in their Vontez Perfect jerseys on the way out, screaming and yelling at people in Steeler jerseys about how the Steelers are overrated, uh, which frankly they could be at this point. Uh, but that it was their Super Bowl tonight uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they find their way to a win against the previously 11 and 2 Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers now 11 and 3 in advance of the Colts game in the final regular season home game at Heinz Field. Could be the final home game of 2020 for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in this upcoming Week 16 matchup. But it's a 1 p.m. kickoff on Sunday at Heinz Field between the Colts and the Steelers. And it'll be the Steelers with still that magic number of one for the AFC North division title. Either a Browns loss to the New York Jets, good luck, or a Steelers win in one of their two remaining games. That is the Colts and then the Browns, as Donnie mentioned earlier, in Week 17, and it's an AFC North Division title for the first time since 2017 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that will wrap things up for this edition of the Steelers Reaction on the Come On Network podcast. It's been Episode 45. Again, we're recording this on the road on Interstate 70. Is uh, our, our guy Mitch Montani is at the wheel handling things uh, and doing a fine job keeping us safe as we record this podcast for you so again if there was any uh distant noise of trucks or you can hear kind of the wind as it goes past the car apologize for that but this was the way we we felt we had to do it because we wanted to give you a little bit of a different perspective and a perspective that came from paul brown stadium tonight in the steelers 27 17 loss to the cincinnati Bengals. so long for now from the come on network podcast for sean saputo and Donnie Chedrick, Kyle Dawson. One more time, housekeeping-wise, you can check us out on the web at comeon.network for blog stories like our Steelers post-game commentary features, columns, hot takes. You can check out the pod episodes and our team as well as shop our merch collection at comeon.network backslash store. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at comeonnetwork and all on the podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, stay safe, go Steelers, and come on.